Yes, Josh Graham has opinions. There is nothing that entertains the audience and the masses more than me being bothered. And yes, he's got attitude. Really, none of the game made sense to me. And that's exactly why you love him. When this all gets sorted out, I think you and me should get an apartment together. You're on The Drive with Josh Graham. Sort of. A little bit. This is The Drive with Josh Graham, but I'm filling in for Josh, man. What's happening? I go by the name B-Dot. Um, some know me as the sixth man of Carolina basketball. You dig what I'm saying? I'm filling in for the homie today because apparently he was partying too hard last night at the um, NSMAs. Got a little two sheets in the wind. Couldn't make it in. You dig what I'm saying? We'll get into all of that. We'll get into all of that. But good afternoon to you. I, I could not do this without my co-pilot, my boy WD. Here I am. What's See, happening? some of us could – I mean, I went last night. I was out there at the NSMAs too, but some of us, you know, have to still work. Uh-huh, so we, uh-huh. couldn't, we couldn't just throw it down completely last night. Really go all in like Sir couldn't, Josh Graham. Couldn't do it. Got a little toasty, though. Did you? Got a little toasty. Oh, we could have to get into that, we, too, my good brother. We're going to do it. Good yeah. to be with you, Doc. Man, I'm happy to be back, man. I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm very happy to just be here, man. Like, I'm, I'm getting back from L.A. I was out at the BET Awards. Um, I'll talk to you a little bit about that in a minute, but the airports are ridiculous. Ridiculous. When was the last time you flew somewhere, WD? You know, I've only flown twice ever. In your life? In my life. Oh, no, I've flown twice this month, WD. (laughs) (laughs) I think the last time I flew was uh, senior year of high school, so we're talking like 2013. Wow. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, you got to get in the airport, my boy, but I got to get clear. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me hit you right now. Before you go anywhere, first of all, book your flight somewhere, but get either clear or um, TSA pre-check or global entry. Okay, I need to get one of those because waiting in the pedestrian line, the regular line with everybody else is putrid. It's horrible. I'm talking about everything is backed up. Last night when we were trying to land, we were actually hovering around Charlotte for 90 minutes. Really? Waiting to land. They kept telling us on the intercom, we're about to land. Wait, we're in the holding position for 15 minutes. Then it'll take us 12 minutes to get back. We're 30 minutes out. We'll get to be 30 minutes. They'll say, all right, we're ready to land. Uh, Wait, we're in the holding position. Like, what are we doing up here? When we finally get in, a bunch of delays. The people that were on our flights, they missed their connector flights. It was horrible. And I just saw on social media, like, a lot of people are um, experiencing this. Like, American Airlines had to delay a lot of flights. A lot of it was weather. There was a lot of thunderstorms and and rain here last night, I presume. Like, was it a lot of... Did your electricity go out? People were saying they lost electricity last night. Mine didn't. Like, I know they were calling for a decent amount of rain last night. And yeah. I guess it, it sprinkled a little, but we didn't. I don't think we got what they were calling for, at least not over here. Say less. Well, I'm happy to be here, man. BET Awards was great. I got word that Josh, is, Josh may be upset with me today. <laughs> Josh may be a little upset with me today, and it's not my fault. Like, Josh asked me to fill in. So when I fill in on his show, I want to make sure that I'm providing adequate content. I want to make sure that I'm providing content that this listening audience gives a damn about, for Christ's sakes. You dig what I'm Gotta saying? Got to bring value out here. Have to bring value. I ain't no, I ain't no love that, what's that special K-type value, bro? This is Frosted Flakes over here. I'm top-notch cereals. You dig what I'm saying? Some Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not Wheaties. Master P got some cereal. I met Master P this weekend. Yeah, what's the, what was that cereal you had? He has his own cereal. He ha- Master P has, it's called Snoopos or something, Snoopios or something, but it tastes just like cinnamon toast crunch is it better i kid you not i mean i'm not really a cinnamon toast crunch guy oh i love it that's not really my bad because it gets too soft in the milk i'm really not a fan of that but it takes like just eating the dry cereal tastes just like it see i think the most two like cool things you can have is if you have a sneaker Mm -hmm. and if you have cereal 
And you played in the NBA? And you played in the NBA. Like, Master P checks all the boxes. I met him. It was great. Like, Master P is, like, my one of my biggest influences. Like, I got a TRU tattoo because of Master P, and I got a chance to show it to him. I've been waiting years to show this tattoo to Master P, and I finally got the chance to show it to him, and he didn't give a damn, WD. He didn't. I saw that video. You saw it? He didn't care at all. I was like, man, this is going to be so cool. He's going to love this. And I'm, I'm like, waiting yeah. for the reaction. Yeah. And you yeah. just got to dab a pick and... <laughs> That was that. I, but it meant everything to me. I'll tell you that. If you want to go check that out, my Instagram, b.tv. I did um, document meeting Master P. But it was dope, man. The BET Awards was awesome. I got a chance to actually go to the awards and see the production and how it was all put together and seeing the people perform, seeing the, the Migos perform. That was a big deal, WD. Now, you know, when I come on here, I like to do some grammar school stuff where I try to educate you on what's going on in the urban demographic. That's right. Now, as far as the urban demographic goes, the Migos were three guys. Yep. And you might number Versace, 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 or mm -hmm. um, Bad and Bougie, Cooking Up Dough with the Uzi. You know, Migos. It was three of them. It was Takeoff, it was Offset, and it was uh, Quavo. Well, yep. we lost Takeoff. We did. Takeoff got shot, and we lost Takeoff. And Quavo and Offset were sort of beefing. Really? Yeah, they hadn't been talking for a while. Like I they, didn't know this. Oh, yeah, no, they would pop up in places, and like folks had to break them up, separate them. Like, it was just real bad energy amongst them. And um, to see them on the stage at the BET Awards performing and performing a song with the, the, the takeoff in the backdrop and having the big light in the middle and just all of that, it was just really, really dope for the culture, dog. Was this the first time they performed since oh, for he sure. passed? Oh, for sure. Like, okay. They hadn't even so much as been cordial in the public eye since takeoff passing is that when it started or does it yeah, go further yeah. back no 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 as far as again this is public consumption yeah. but as far as we're concerned it all started there and we don't know why no nah, well nope not really like we just know that they're family and so like something something happened to cause that and they just hmm. they don't really know but to see them on stage was super super dope now again josh may be a little upset with me and let me tell you why i know you think <laughs> why is josh mad how'd you just leave that story Again, I want to have quality content here. And recently, my son, who plays for United Faith in Charlotte, they had a um, live period. And they were playing over in the summer league games over at Wake Forest. And after the game, they had a tour of Wake Forest from mm -hmm. Coach Forbes. I remember this. And my son called me, and he was so excited, like, Dad, we just took a tour of Wake Forest. We saw the, the 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 locker rooms. And I was like, well, who took you on the tour? And he was like, Coach Forbes. And I was like, the head coach took you on the tour? He was like, yeah, man, he was so funny. He was so cool. And I was just, as a parent, as much trash as I talk about Coach Forbes from the Carolina Tar Heels versus the Wake Forest, as a parent, I was so appreciative in that moment at how Coach Forbes had conducted himself. Well. <laughs> Thanks, Coach Forbes. Yeah. And just – being in settings with him, he's always been a funny guy. He's always been a, a, a very cordial dude. We always go back and forth. And that was just super dope. So I sent him a message um, per, um, from Josh, and Josh made sure he got it, and we spoke um, through Josh, and that was super dope. But I wanted to make a day about the Demon Deacons today, man. I know I'm the sixth man. I'm the sixth man of Carolina basketball. Six, 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 six. And I was going to get some of my, uh, my Carolina Tar Heel homies to call up, but we got our first practice of the year today. Oh, the first practice of the season is today in 19 minutes, 330 to 530 it's that today. Time. It's that time. It's time to right the wrongs. Every it's year. that time, man. And, I, and I'm not going to tell you who I was talking to or what I was. But I told one of my partners that, that, that happens to wear a jersey that will be at practice in 19 minutes. I told them, I said, I'm not going to get too excited for the practice. No, no, just for the season. OK, but the energy feels different. Mm hmm. 
It just feels different. I was over there for the two scrimmages. The energy just feels different. Did you see the video when they got the outlet and they threw the lob to Jalen Withers and he comes down the middle and punches right hand and falls under the basket? Oh, I explosive. That was, was that Jalen Withers? I thought that was Jalen Withers. I thought it was Harrison Ingram. Might have been Harrison Ingram. Regardless. Let me tell you the something. The point is. The point is, I apologize if I got that incorrect. The point is, if they do that in a game, oh. I am going to lose it. <laughs> I am going to completely lose my mind. The energy feels different, Doc. The energy feels just the camaraderie with the boys, just the way. I'm not, I'm not putting my expectations on any level. I'm still pacing myself to get to the season. But just the energy this, this summer versus the energy I felt last summer is totally different. There isn't an arrogance. There isn't a, a, an entitlement. There isn't a, a, a there, there, there seems to be more of a connection in certain pieces. R.J. Davis? He, he looks like the R.J. Davis I expected to see last year. And he knows this is year four. I told him he should get a Wendy's endorsement because he wears the number four. And this is four for four. How's he coming with that? I don't know. Might Hope I can get a piece of I Hope I can get a little piece of that, though. Chili. But, again, this show is for the Demon Deacons. So, I have two of the best point guards, the top two point guards that have played for Wake Forest in the last 20 years on the show today. That's what I got. That's what I got for you, Demon Deacon fans. That's okay? Not, that's not too shabby right there. Now, I got the two best point guards in Demon Deacon history in the last 20 years. We got Brandon Childress, one half of the best father-son duo in college basketball history. Yep. Was hanging out with Randolph last night. See, you was hanging hanging out with the father. I was. And today you get to hang out with the son. We love it. It's like almost church, the Trinity, the, <laughs> the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Are you the Holy Spirit in this? No, thing? no, no. I won't <laughs> claim to be the Holy Spirit. I won't claim to be that. No. And, of course, man, he is a, he's, a, he's an author now. He is the newest member of the Golden State Warriors. My partner, Chris Paul, will be checking in with us in a little over an hour. Around 4.30, you might want to be here. 4.35, be here for Chris Paul. He's going to talk. We're going to talk books, and we're talking basketball. I've heard of him. Have you heard of him? I've heard of CP3. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris, I, I think Chris is the most disrespected superstar in the history of the NBA. How so? Chris Paul was supposed to play, it is very well documented, with Kobe Bryant. With that Lakers trade. Actually did play with Kobe Bryant for about a couple, about three, four hours. And then Commissioner Stern nixed the entire deal because the league owned the Hornets at the time, and that was voided. But KD can go to the Warriors. Never have been seen ever before, has never been seen again. That that situation has was never seen before, has never been seen again. That's one. Um, the OKC situation just getting shipped to OKC, and he actually turned that out. Turned that pretty good. He talks about that in the book, and he talks about how they they gave him a less than three percent chance to make the playoffs that huh. season. That was the bubble season, right? I think twenty twenty percent sure. I think that was twenty twenty. I want to say, and they made the playoffs. Yep, lost to his Rockets. Mm. All talked about in the book. But the OKC, shipping him to OKC, that was rude. Um, finding out that you, when you're Chris Paul and you're someone of that stature, to find out that you've been traded um, while you're playing pickup basketball in Winston-Salem, you now are a Golden State Warrior. Like, these type things, it's just like, can you imagine LeBron being somewhere and he just automatically just gets traded somewhere? This, it, Chris Paul is, is one of the top five point guards in the history of the league, if I, if I can speak candidly. If something like that happened to LeBron, it would be, 
blown up everywhere. Everywhere. Could you imagine, like, LeBron getting moved and have he just found out the same way everybody else did? Yeah, right. That ain't happening. And Chris is a superstar, so for him to get treated like that, it's it's just it's just weird to me. I just feel like he's one of the most disrespected superstars in the league. But he's going to be teaming up with Steph Curry, so it's going to be an all North Carolina backcourt, and I'm excited about that. I want to see how excited Chris is about that. We'll talk to him again in a little over an hour. I got three useless facts today. Three useless facts. Now I'm, I'm going to kick this off. I'm going to kick this off with three useless facts. Um, sometime in this hour, and we're going to we're going to talk summer league in about four minutes because the Hornets got their rosters out, and I want to know exactly what games you're interested in. Please make sure you call all show three three six seven 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 one six hundred. 336-777-1600. I want you to call up. We can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. But I asked you, this is not one of the three useless facts that I'm going to use, but I asked you before we got on the air, how many three-pointers in his career has Shaq attempted? And your guess was? It was three? Three. And then I asked you, of that three, how many do you think he's made? I think he's... I want to say none, but I feel like it's Shaq, so he's made one stupid three that just happened to find find, find the hoop. Yeah, so you give him a 33% career average three-point shooting, Shaq. Sure. He's attempted 22. Oh. And he made one off a bank shot. So I got that right. You did get I that right. I had half of it right. You did get that right. Because you know he didn't mean to do that. Absolutely not. The bank wasn't open. The, they, bank was the door was cracked open by accident. You're on the drive with Josh What's happening? This is how we do it, baby. It's 3.34 on a Tuesday evening. You are listening to The Drive with Josh Graham, but I'm B-Dot, six-man of Carolina basketball. And WD, I asked you to pull up some John Anderson and the Kentucky Headhunters music, and you didn't pull up that swinging track. What was that swinging track? Did you hear that at the end of that commercial just now? I, it did. It kind of had some twang to it, didn't it? It did have a little twang to it. Uh-huh. Now, WD says we have some tickets to go see uh, John Anderson and the Kentucky Headhunters, if you're interested. We have no clue who that is, so I want to give them away very simply. If you can call up anytime during the show, if anybody's listening and you want to call up and just educate us on who they are, you know, I, I would assume they're from Kentucky, uh, how many people are in the band. Like, <laughs> If somebody that you're interested in and you want the tickets, man, you can have them. If you like twang. If you like a little twang when they sing, this might be your thing. You dig what I'm saying to you? Listen, man, I'm B-Dot filling in for my bro Josh Graham. And what I have for you right now are three of the most useless facts you will ever need ever in life. Now, again, these are three of the most useless facts. You will never need them. Maybe if you're playing Jeopardy or something. But other than that, you probably won't. First useless fact. Have you ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, WD? That's a that's a show, right? Mm-hmm. Came on HBO. Oh, I'm not sure if I sat down and watched it. Yeah, came on HBO with Larry David. It's a very good show. Very funny. Um, he created Seinfeld, right? I believe so. Okay, yeah. I've not yeah, yeah, watched yeah. it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Um, that show actually saved a man from going to jail and being convicted of murder. Whoa. Yep, yep. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm once helped save a man from being falsely accused of murder. Larry David's acclaimed series just happened to be filming at Dodger Stadium the night the murder happened, and their cameras miraculously caught John Catalan pr- proving that his alibi was true and they were, he was innocent. That's bonkers. That is. He's like, no way, I didn't kill him. How, do, how can you prove it? Because I'm on this episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's about the best 
proof you can have. It's right the best there. alibi you can have right there, WD. Uh-huh. Again, these are three of the most useless facts you'll never need ever a day in life. Second useless fact, the yo-yo. The yo-yo toy began as a weapon, WD. Really? It was a weapon. A weapon in the Philippines in the 16th century. Yep, before it was um, distributed in the United States as a toy in 1929. It was four pounds and had a 20-foot-long cord on it at the time. And you just throw that joint and bring that joint back. That that actually sounds, like, really effective. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, uh, I mean, you, you and I both like Game of Thrones. We do, yeah. And that seems like something. Yes. They might whip out that had like spikes on the end of it. Just and- barbaric enough. Yeah, you could probably like critique your, or not critique yours, but uh, uh, what is it? What is it when you make your personalize yours? Yeah, so like you spikes. It. Yeah, customize it. That's Look the word. That. Thank you, WD. Teamwork. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Customize yours with spikes or with glitter or whatever you want on your yo-yo ball. And I can just see it right now. It, it again, this is Game of Thrones. Yeah, so yeah, nothing's yeah. off limits. Yeah, yeah. It goes through somebody's face and yeah. you just rip it out and there's their whole head. Yeah, goes, yeah. I'm sorry. It's that's gone. Graphic. That was very, very graphic. But if you like Game of Thrones, you kn- you know that stuff. That's happens. exactly how it gets down. Here's yep. your third useless fact. Again. Um, curb your enthusiasm saved a man from going to jail for the rest of his life the yo-yo started as a weapon um, in the Philippines and lastly um, the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1943 you can google this it's going to blow your mind are you ready for this? I'm, I'm ready I'm, I'm seated in 1943 the Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles both lost so many players who were serving in World War II that they joined together and were the Steagles for a season. No joke. They went the five, Steagles. four, and one. The Steagles. Was it only for one season? One they season. Did only one season. Oh my. It's the most obnoxious thing I've ever heard of in my life. It's very obnoxious. I mean, I could see it happening. Really? Eh. I mean, they're both there in, in, in what, Pennsylvania? Yeah, out in that way. Steagles. The Steagles. 1943, it happened. I'm using that one at a bar sometimes. See, you might use that somewhere. Next time I come up here, I'm gonna let. Uh, I'm gonna let. I, we need. We need a music bed for three useless facts. We do. Maybe we'll workshop it. Make, yeah. it, a, make it a real segment. Yeah, make that a little bit. I, I found a useless fact. Apparently, and on average, a hmm. hundred people choke to death on ballpoint pens every year. You were you were just over there chewing on your pen, WD. And Josh Graham, he will destroy a pen like. Nobody chews a pen like Josh Graham. It looks like a chewed up dog toy. Yes, it looks like Willow got a hold to it. Willow the dog. What? How many people did you say you lose a year from that? On average, a hundred people. Josh, you better knock it <laughs> off, buddy. Or this is going to permanently be the driving beat on. You doggone right, buddy. And I'm here for it. You dig what I'm saying to you? That's been your three useless facts. Um, again, you might not ever need those ever a day in life. This is the Deke Show today. The Deke Show, we got um, we got CP going to be on here in, in a little less than an hour. A little less than an hour. He's in California. He's actually doing some driving. And, of course, he's on this huge book tour. And his book is super dope. If you have not heard about it, it's called 61. And see, I bought, see, I know I know Chris, but even hearing this book and read, because I'm listening to the audio book. So listening to this book like and hearing him read and hearing his emotions. Does he voice stories, it? Yeah, he voices it. Uh, see, I love that. Love it. It, it it's got to be that way. No, it's the only way. Like like uh, Will Smith's book. Have you heard that one? It's amazing. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. Will Smith, so he's laughing. Sometimes he does little effects where he goes to church and plays the organ, and you hear the church people singing in the back. It's beautiful, masterfully done. I want to listen to Stephen A. Smith's book. It's gonna be a lot of screen. You probably know watch it down on Le- on Decibel Two. Curtisville. <laughs> Curtisville. <laughs> <laughs> All of North Carolina. <laughs> 
Curtisville. But, but even knowing Chris, like, I still learn so much. I got like a, it's a five hour, five and a half hour listen. Okay. And I got Not like, a, I, no, no. Like I was on my, on the flight to Cali, I was listening and like I would be in the room, so I'm listening and it's interesting because there are parts in the book that my kids and I, we doing our affirmations. And I can't wait to tell Chris, like one of the, one of the quotes he uses in one of the chapters we actually use in our affirmation. So I was letting the kids hear it and they were just so floored, but I can't wait to tell him that story about that. That's I love that, they're, that you're teaching them that. Oh, absolutely. Affirmations are important. It is. The, like the way you talk to yourself. Yeah. It's so much more important than people realize. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my daughter, she goes to a school, WD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this ain't got much to do with sports, but she goes to a school where, you know, she's a minority. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because it's very important that we stay in a, a neighborhood or, or a district where we get great schooling. And nine times out of 10, most of those schools are predominantly white schools. And in this school, like I just on the way to school, we make sure we do our affirmations. I let her know that, you know, her her, her skin tone is not an inferiority. As, you know, like she's beautiful and she's confident and she's loved and people love her and she loves people. And we say these different things. Uh, affirmations every morning on the way to school, and I think it helps. At least I hope so. And aren't isn't she getting ready to start her own like little podcast or something yeah, man. like that? I, yeah, man. Dude, dude, I saw that yeah. on your Instagram. I love it. Yeah, because I, I love mean, it. You know, I thought my son was gonna be the one who you know really took after me and did comedy and stuff like that. Like for those that don't know, I I I, I do comedy and I was on Wilding Out and I, I just matter of fact I performed at the Laugh Factory I when I was that. in California. It I was amazing. You. I saw you tearing it up. I felt so disrespected out there, WD. Why? Because I thought that I was going out there to kill it and maybe do a 10-minute set. You know, and they get out there and they say, well, no, this is first impressions. We just You just do a five-minute set and we see if you're good enough to bring you back. Ah. Uh. What? Five minutes? Give me the microphone. Killed it. Destroyed it. Before I got off stage, they were clapping me up. T.I. was there. T.I. came out and did a little five, seven-minute set. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dion Cole, but he came out there and did 20 minutes. He was phenomenal. Does T.I. do stand-up? Yeah, T.I. does stand-up. He's not very good. I was going to say, I've never seen that. Yeah, he's not very good, but he's he's still learning. And, you know, like, I, I give him all the credit in the world for um, humbling himself to come in our arena. You know, because in our arena, you know, it's not about your hit music. Like, we're all here telling our lives, telling stories of our lives and putting jokes together to make people laugh. And if you're going to do that, you have to take it seriously and he does seem to be taking it seriously and he's he's growing but he's he's not great yet but he's learning how to sort of put his life in his comedy and i respect that it takes a certain type of person to do that somebody who's like just a stud of a superstar in one thing yes and then i gotta humble myself a little bit and realize like okay i may not know a whole lot about this over here it takes a certain type to do that i mean i I didn't know that like that's that's impressive now it's humility for sure and you know because he could cheat he could come out there and just play a bunch of his music and get the crowd all riled up and tell yep. a joke in between that and play a little bit more music, but he doesn't. He really tries to put sets together. And Again, I respect it. We'd love to see it. Love to see it. But um, I thought my son, I said all that to say, <laughs> sorry, um, I thought my son would take after me in that regard. Um, like when he was in kindergarten, he did stand-up comedy for one of the talent shows and stuff. I just knew he would take that, but that hasn't really been his bag. But my daughter, like her personality and like just the things she comes up with. She edits video. She does her own content at the house. And she said that, you know, we, when we're talking and having our affirmations and, and having our conversations before school, she said that there are things that kids talk about that she just doesn't think that parents understand. Probably and, not. Probably not. I, I get a kick out of it because your son's the hooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He He's hoops. the hooper. Yeah, yeah. But I get hoops. a kick out of it when you're doing an Instagram video and she's just in the back seat in the background. Yeah. I just, it makes yeah. me laugh. Now, she has her own personality, man. I think it's dope. So she's kicking off Kids Talk um, this summer and we're very excited about that.
We're very excited about Kickstarter. We love it. Absolutely. Bring us the content. Um, and, and listen, again, we got Brandon Childress on because, and again, Demon Deacon Show, the reason why is because, again, I want to say big shout to Coach Forbes. I appreciate him and his hospitality to my son's school during the tour. And I know that a lot of the Wake Forest fans always give me hell because they think that I don't like Wake Forest. And I do. Like, I have friends that Justin Gray is one of my best friends. I saw him at the live period. And I did, oh, my gosh, he's doing great things. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh, I was about to say Josh Graham. Josh Howard. Like, Josh Howard is one of my best friends. CP, B. Chill, Randolph. Like, these are my partners. I got much love for Wake Forest. And I wanted to prove it today, WD. I, th- I think you're on a good start. We still got some work to do. Yeah, but- yeah. Because you know some people, they're hard to convince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, you know, I almost wore a Wake Forest sweatshirt today. See, you should, see? I almost Without did. Without even knowing, you should have done that. That would have been the right synergy. You see my shirt? I, I love That's it. That's Trey Foe right there. I said something about it. What does it say? Read it to the people. Hot I can't sauce, say yeah. fried fish, yeah. white bread, mustard, and slaw. Yeah. One more time, please. Hot sauce, fried fish, white bread, mustard, and slaw. Is that on? I thought so. I thought so. What? That's for Sife Seafood out there in the tray. I love you some seafood. That's a for Sife Seafood. Have you ever had for Sife Seafood? I have not. Oh, my gosh. You got some popcorn shrimp out there? Oh, my gosh, <laughs> WD. Oh, you better treat your palate. I, should, I shouldn't. Have, I, I opened a can of worms. Now, oh, my gosh, bro. Like I'm, I'm, I'm almost tempted for us to go to for Sife Seafood when we leave here. I wish, I wish for Sife Seafood could just hear my voice and just feel my spirit and bring us some great popcorn shrimp and some fried fish. I mean, hey, we're, we're all for sponsors over here. We are all for sponsors. We are, we're all for it. All right, let's go. Oh, I'm so excited. And three, two, one, go. Back to the drive with Josh Graham. That's right. 19 minutes after 4 o'clock. In about 10 minutes, we will be talking to Chris Paul, man, about his book. He just dropped a book, 61. Um, I'm about three quarters of the way through with it. Really enjoying it. We'll talk about that some. Of course, we'll talk about exactly where he was when he found out he was the newest member of the Golden State Warriors. Was he going to lose his freaking mind when that happened? Or was he? I know he couldn't have been happy because he talks about his happiness with being in Phoenix in the book. So we'll get into all that in about 10 minutes. So make sure you keep it locked for that. Doing this show for the Demon Deacons. Big shout out to the Deke fans out there. But right now, um, a segment that they usually do when Josh is here. Since I'm filling in, I wanted to stay true to his show. Um, clearly, Josh has lost his mind. Josh is out of his mind. Crazy fool. Just telling stories. He's out of his fucking mind. Really? Great. All right, simple. You got a crazy take, you share it. 336-777-1600. 336-777-1600. And um, again, we got some tickets for you, man. We got these John Anderson and the Kentucky Head Hunters tickets. He's going to be in town. You heard the commercial. Got that song swanging. Swanging and twanging. I want to hear that, Jay-Z, for sure. That's right. So I've never heard it, so I'll just give you whatever hot take I think. Whatever I think can happen, I just tell you what that take is, no matter how ridiculous or how fanboy it might sound. Is that correct? That's it. That's that's all, that's all you do. Hornets going to win the summer league. And this is where we would say, B dot is out of his mind. Come on, man. We got a great team. 
Okay, I just found our roster. We got Xavier Sneed. He's a bucket. We got Nick Smith Jr. at the guard. Just drafted him. Brandon Miller. And, of course, my boy WD says it's Miller time. It is. It's Miller time. At center, we got Nathan Mensah, the big guy. We got Leaky Black at forward. That's a defensive specialist. We got Amari Bailey, and hopefully his fine-ass mama can come out there and be a distraction for the other <laughs> team. Have you seen Amari Bailey's mama? I have not. Oh, my God. The way you just had me looking up Livy Dunn? Yep. You look up Amari Bailey's mama. And then we got um, Angelo Allegri. Allegri. Yeah, he's at forward. I don't really know him. I'm not familiar with Angelo. But this team, I'm saying, is going to win the Summer League. She kind of looks like Vanessa Bryant. She's amazing. Drake went out on a date with her. Drake rented out Dodger Stadium and took her on a date. Like, shut down. That's who he took out? Yes. At Dodger Stadium? Yes. Amari Bailey's mama. Hmm. Okay, can I do another one? I sort of like this. Actually, we we have somebody on the line here. Really? That actually Already? that actually wants to give a take. Okay. Uh, h- hello. Yeah, first time, long time. Josh from the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Josh from the dog park. Do you have a hot take of it for this segment? Well, actually, I had one, and uh, Willow, my dog Willow, had had one too. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah. Now, Willow wait, wait, wait. Is Willow going to say it herself, or are you going to translate for Willow, Josh, from the dog park? No, no, no. She was just, she's playing with some other dogs right now. Okay. But she, she told me to tell you, there's no chance you know who John Anderson is. No <laughs> chance. That yeah. was Willow's take. Yeah, tell Willow she's exactly right. Okay. Well, Willow is. She's out of his mind. <laughs> I mean. There's one key line in that song. This is this is Willow's favorite part of that song, where John Anderson says, "Her brother was on the sofa, eating chocolate pie, just like that. That inflection, eating chocolate pie. Eating That's chocolate the great pie. stuff. Well, well, I, see, I don't want tickets to John Anderson. The next caller can get those. Okay. But I would love to go to that show. By the way, I think I might be there next week. But the the take that I have. Again, this is just from a listener of the show who loves Josh Graham. He sounds really bright, and there's no chance that he took the day off because he was hungover. That's just out of his character. Right. No chance he would do that at <laughs> right. all. Right. That, uh, any other suggestion is heinous. Uh, there's no chance WD knows who Medea is. There's no WD chance. does know who Medea is. <laughs> name, Med- name three Tyler Perrin movies. Medea Halloween, right? Is that, is that what it, that might be? I don't know. I don't know. Is that that right? That's not right. Medea's Halloween. When when she goes to jail or something like that? But that's two. Hey, boo. Boo. A Medea Halloween. That is one. 2016. Medea goes to jail. Yeah, Medea goes to jail is another one. What does Medea do? Um Now you you want specific Tyler. No, I'm not done yet. You wanted specifically Tyler Perry movies or Medea movies? You probably don't even know the Tyler Perry movie, the movie that Tyler Perry's in that we made you watch, or or excuse me, that Josh Graham made you watch. (laughs) Yeah. Like last year that he was in with Ben Affleck. So did you just call up, excuse me, Josh from the dog park, did you just call up here to expose my producer for not knowing a Medea movie? Is that what this is all about? No, I didn't do it to expose your producer. I wanted to expose Josh Graham's (laughs) producer. Josh is out of his mind. Josh is out of his mind. Get that guy off the phone, man. Get back to the dog park and scoop up some boo-boo from Willow that's over there fraternizing with the other dogs, okay? That's what you need to do. Keep your eye on your dogs and stop worrying about my dog, WD. You dig what I'm saying, Josh, from the dog park who sounds a lot like Josh Graham that hosts this show normally?
We had to get him out of there. Get him out of there. If you know who John Anderson is, you can take the tickets that we were going to give Josh from the dog park. That's right. That we found out was Josh Graham, who really hosts the show. The Panthers win in the NFC South. Oh, I like that. And B-Dot is out of his mind. No, I'm not. No, I am not. I don't think you are either. I ain't seen no big moves from the Falcons. I ain't seen no big moves from the Saints. What's the problem is? See, why, why can't they win the division this year? I'm with you. And I actually, I said this a week or so ago. I think the Panthers win a Super Bowl before the Canes win their next Stanley Cup. I'll give you that, too. I'll agree. That's, yes, that's another hot take. Is out of his mind. Yeah. That's a fact. Definitely going to win a a ship, a a Super Bowl, before the Canes win another Stanley Cup. Another Stanley Cup. Because they won in 2006. They did. They did. That was my senior year at Winston-Salem State. I'll give you. Nice. Yeah. Where they got them heritage hardwood floors, I think. Heritage hardwood floors. That's what I thought. You know it. I'll give you what else I had here. Okay. So Dame is kind of in the news right now. Yep. And a lot of people are speculating where he's going to go. Is he going to go to the Heat? Which that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it. I think Dame's going to stay right where he is in Portland. WD is out of his mind. I don't know if I'm so out of my mind to say that. I don't think so. Apparently, according to Wendy, Brian Windhorse, who, outside of Woj, I probably would trust him over most people, or he's up at the top. Right. So he met with the Blazers recently, and a lot of the most of the league were kind of looking at this meeting like, all right, what are they going to do here? Is he going to demand a trade? He didn't. He didn't demand a trade, and if anything, he showed patience. He didn't put any pressure on them. Yeah. And he wants them to see what they can do in free agency. So I think if Scoot can be... Because you remember how good he and C.J. McCollum were together. Yes. If Scoot's going to be maybe everything, Scoot may end up being way better than C.J. McCollum. Put him at the one, Dame at the two. What if they get Draymond Green over there? That's all I'm saying. Draymond not leaving um, Golden State. They just got CP. Matter of fact, we'll be talking to CP in about five minutes. I'll ask him about Draymond possibly going to Portland. But I don't know, man. Like, First of all, I don't think think Portland is one of those um, plagued franchises that will never, ever a championship I do respect um, Damian Lillard for you know keeping Dame time in Portland and being loyal to you know but I think it's going to be loyalty to a fault I think he should go somewhere else I think he should go team up with somebody especially if they're not going to give him the veteran superstar that he needs like he can like Scoot he's going to be teaching Scoot the ropes and I'm going to be watching that because they wanted to put Scoot with Melo and if Scoot and Dame don't work Scoot and Melo damn sure wasn't going to work but I'm very interested to see how that whole thing plays out over there in Portland. But I think they need to give, like, a BAM. A BAM needs to be in Portland. They're that trying. Of, They're I know. trying. But since, Pam, since BAM can't come to Portland, then just get up and take yourself on over there to daggone Miami. It's the beautiful women. It's the beautiful weather. It's uh, a great system. You got Spo. You got Pat Riley. You got Alonzo Mourning. They look like the Godfather movie remake over there. Go to Miami. Up next, we're going to go holler at my homie. C-P-3. You don't want to miss it on the drive. It's the drive with Josh Graham. W-S-J-S. Oh, that was a good play right there, now, WD. This is the drive with Josh Graham, but Josh Graham is out today hungover from kicking it at the NSMAs on last night. So B-Dot is filling in. Six man. Six, six, six. Carolina basketball. You know how I get down. And I told you. 
My bro, Chris Paul, is over on the West Coast right now, and now he's live right here in the triad. What up with you, Pizzle? What up, Doc? What's happening? Man, life is good, man. Filling in for my bro, Josh, and I'm really, really flexing right now because Josh has been wanting to talk to you for a while, and I got you on the line right now, so he is listening right now but punching the air like he's on, on Boys in the Hood. Dang, Josh. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I know you ain't got a lot of time, so let me just jump right in this joint, bro. 61, uh, the story about... It's really a story about Chris Paul and just how he came from um, um, from the tray and, and the influence that Papa Chili had on his life. I'm actually listening to the audio book, Chris. And I was just about to ask you, Doc, had you read it or what? What's happening? Yeah, man, like I got the audio book, and I, it's like a five-and-a-half-hour listen. I got like an hour yeah. and a half left. On my ride back to Charlotte tonight, I'm going to listen to the rest of it. But it's so dope, Chris, because like chapter three, um, the very first quote you put in there, that's one of the affirmations that me and the kids do every single day. Uh, the affirmation of um, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. And I just think the book is dope, man, and just just your voice and you narrating. And just talk to the people, let them know first, I guess, where they can find the book and, and what was your inspiration, why you even wrote the book. Man, you can find it just about anywhere, but you can get uh, like the audio book on Amazon, all the different places where you where you get your books. But um, like Barnes and Noble everywhere. But it's it's crazy, man, to to hear from people who have read it and listened to the audio book. And that's why I asked you, Doc, because it's funny, man. Actually, most of my family members and the people who I know who know me, they actually haven't read it yet. Wow. <laughs> you know, it, but it's one of those situations where they know me or whatnot. So. But you think I, you do I, until you hear the book, though, Chris. Like, I thought yeah, I knew you. Yeah, go ahead. No, no that's, that's real you say that because, like, even Jayla, like, I've been on her about, like, reading it. And I want my kids and stuff to read it because through this process of writing this book, I learned a lot about myself, you know. And even the way that I'm talking and who I'm talking to, uh, sometimes I'm talking to my parents and, you know, just telling them thank you for all the lessons that they taught me that they might not even knew that they were teaching me at the time. And so... It was uh it was super dope to write the book. It's an unbelievable process, but like I said, I learned a lot about myself. No, you can definitely tell that. Again, we got Chris Paul on, um, talking about his book '61, and you can hear it in your voice in different um stories you're telling. Like a lot of times when you're talking about Coach Prosser, um, you can hear the the I don't know just just a different energy in your voice, like a reflection. Like how often, like on a daily basis or a weekly basis, would you say you think about Coach Prosser? Man, you know, what's funny is it's different times. Like, you know, you know, Dot, like with families, with work and all that, a lot of times, like life is life, yeah. you know? And so during the process of the book, like I wrote the book, like that, that took a while. And then I wanted to do the audio version and the audio book sent me on an emotional roller coaster, man. I could, I could show you videos in my phone of me like boohoo crying and mm. the guys that were in New York recording it for me. They would like just be like, take your time, Chris. Take you a ten minute break if you need it, because mm-hmm. I tried to be as visual as possible in it. And it's one thing to write things, but when you vocalize it and when you say it, yeah. like I got really emotional about Coach Prosser, about my grandmother, and especially about my grandfather. Yeah, you can definitely hear the vulnerability in it. And it's funny that our families are so similar and yet so different. Like a lot of the fears that you have, 
um, about wanting to make sure that your children don't have to struggle like you struggled in the streets of the tray, but still instilling that respect of, of just of a dollar and the, the hard work and the ethic. Can you just speak on that for a second? Because in your t- in your tax bracket, if you will, in your profession, it's kind of difficult to make sure that your children still respect a dollar and still have that hard work to get to the spot that you get to. How do you balance that? Man, it's, it's tough, and we always – you know, on them about different things. You done seen me with my kids, especially with little Chris. You know, I don't play right. first and foremost. And it, it's one of those things where we all, like, work so hard and strive so hard to give our kids all these things that we didn't have, right? Right. Like, I'd be lying if I say I didn't. But then you realize when you get there, it's crazy because I wouldn't be here without a lot of those things that made me who right. I am. right. right. So it's this thing of trying to find this balance and parenting is not easy. It doesn't come with a manual or whatnot, but you sort of just figure it out and try to do the best you can. Chris Paul, the author of 61. Um, talk. Do you still got the Papa Chili jersey I got for you, Chris? Yeah, man, I got all that. I, I still got that. I got uh, I still got the ball that I scored 61 points you know, wow. in that game, man. Like that was also dope in the book. How like you're telling stories about the CP3 Foundation. You're telling stories about um, you playing against Chris. Uh, I mean, uh, CJ one time. And I, that game. The, I'm not gonna ruin it for people because I want them to read it. But what you've <laughs> been um, when you got that basket and you wanted to do something and you didn't do it, and to this day you still wish you would have done it. Me and Zay <laughs> were listening to that part together. We were so mad in the car. Like you should have <laughs> did that, Chris. Damn. <laughs> I should have. I should have. But you know what's crazy, Doc? When I was just home on my book tour. Uh, I was at my parents' house, and I was sitting over there, and my dad brought out this big, like, booklet, and I opened it up, and it was DVDs from every game that I played when I was in college. Wow. On DVD, every game that I played in college, and it had my stats and the score from each game, and I was looking through it with little Chris, and sure enough, I seen the game with me me playing against CJ. Wow. Said 102 to 57. <laughs> he breaks off there. <laughs> <laughs> and that is definitely talked about in the book, 61. I let, before I get you out of here, I got to ask you something about basketball, Chris, now. Yeah. Because, of course, you are the newest member of the Golden State Warriors, and I can't front the thought of an all-North Carolina backcourt with you and Steph. Like, that makes me a little excited now. Is there anything or what excites you about the possibility – or not the possibility, what excites you now about playing at Golden State? Man, I'm excited, Doc. And, you know, everybody be like, this, that, you know. Like, honestly, it's different. Right. <laughs> That's somebody – that's the team I've been going against for the last, I don't know, 12 years, yes. you know what I mean, consistently. But uh, I'm excited about not only that, you know, Steph, how long we've known each other and both being from North Carolina, but also playing with guys that smart and intelligent and Clay and Draymond and, you know, all these different guys, Looney, Wiggins, all them, Gary Payton Jr. Like, it's crazy because they just play, you know, like, smart basketball, cut, moving, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm excited to see what it looked like. No, that's what's up, man. I got a homie that said that he wanted he, – he's interested in knowing, do you think – because you got the patented elbow shot with Clay out there and Steph out there. Do you think, think you can get to your spot right there and get that shot off consistently? You know, the funny thing for me, Dot, and everybody got all these questions about this and that. You know, I didn't play 18 years. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And to be frank with you, I've been playing since I was four, so I put that around about like – 34 years. <laughs> that part. <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing this game a long time, man. So I like my chances of figuring this thing out. 
Last question I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to get you out of here, because I said this earlier, and I said I was going to say it to you. When I think about yeah. the possibility of playing in L.A., and I, you talk about that in the book, and, and you, you can hear your emotion when you just think about that, but you talk about that, think about OKC. Is it true that you found out that, like, little Chris had to tell you about the trade to Washington? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was on the plane and got a text from him. Is it true? Uh, he was with you. He was at Carolina. Yeah, he was camp. at the Carolina camp. Is it true that you was at a pickup game at Winston-Salem when you found out about the Golden State Warriors? I was at the gym playing with Harry, playing, hooping with Harry then. My <laughs> so Chris came on the court and told me. My question to you is, are you the most disrespected superstar in the NBA? Oh, no, man. That's something disrespectful. That's life. That's basketball. That's life, man. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. I I don't want to say disrespect it. Man, I get to play basketball every day and say that's my way of life, Doc. That's real. That's real. That's real. Life lessons. That's what the book is called, man. 61. Life lessons from Papa on and off the court. That's Chris Paul, CP. I appreciate you taking time for rocking with me, bro. Always, Doc. No doubt. You, no doubt. You be good. What's really good, man? 534, 16 minutes till the top of the hour. This is The Drive with Josh Graham. I go by the name B-Dot, six-man of Carolina basketball. And we're four minutes done with our very first practice of the season, Carolina family. Just want to let y'all know that I'm going to see if I can hit Mondo before we get up out of here and see if he can give me any updates. Was there any highlights or anything I can share with the people? But speaking of highlights to share with the people, July 22nd, I've been telling you about it all day. And it's very interesting because as I look on my Instagram right now, I'm being tagged to this um, page that's called LeBron James History. And it's showing on LeBron James History the video that I was just telling you about when LeBron and all of them came to Winston-Salem State and played in that big NBA pickup game. We have not seen anything like that since. But July 22nd, my little bro, B. Chill, Brandon Childress will be bringing such an event to Raleigh, North Carolina, and he's on the phone with us right now. What up, B-Chill? B-Dot, my brother. What's going on, man? How you, how you doing? Man, life is good, man. Like, listen, let me tell you something. This has been Demon Deacons Radio today, B-Chill, because an hour ago I was talking to the best point guard in Wake Forest history. Who? Who is the best point guard in Wake Forest history? Hold on. So this is my argument when I say this, right? Okay. This is my argument. Are we talking about what they did during their time at Wake or after? Yeah, no, no, no. Because it's, it, it's after, it ain't even close. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely talking after. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, okay. I, yeah, yeah, I think. What, what, you know, what I'll do is shout out to the hometown hero, CP, man. It, it, you know what I mean? That, that, salute. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? Never said it. Now, let me ask you this. That's an interesting question. Who do you have as the best point guard that wore a Wake Forest jersey? When you talk about um, point guards that have that, that's worn the Wake Forest jersey, and I mean what they've done at uh, Wake, at Wake, um, I, I think it's, it's it's tough to to go against like somebody like my father. And I only say that because out of all the point guards that played there, he's one of the few guards that spent all four years there and had success all four years, hmm. right? Winning the ACC championship still to this day holds the uh, ACC um, tournament scoring record, um, second in history. Uh, I mean, second in school history in, in points scored, uh, first in all uh, three point field goals made. Uh, the statistics behind it, a lot of the, the, the basically the numbers speak for itself. Right. Is all I'm saying. Now, game wise, like 
we can have that debate all day, but if you're telling me who's the best point guard to put on a Wake jersey during their career at Wake, to me, it would be my father. And I'm not, and I, I know it may seem biased, but I'm just going off of the totality of, excuse me, totality of everything that happened in their career. No, I dig that. And what's what's funny is, very ignorantly, I don't even view Randolph Childress as a point guard. For some reason, I thought he was like a shooting guard. I, I never even put him, when I think of point guards, like I think, of course, you. I think of CP. I think of Muggsy Bogues. But very disrespectfully, I never even put Randolph Childress' name in the point guard conversation. Like, I, I, I'm almost Boy. slapping myself. That's crazy. Boy. That's crazy for me. I, don't tell him that. Don't tell him. Matter of fact, Mom, the I'm producer not. on this show, Be Chill, his name is um, W.D., Will Dalton, but I call him W.D. And last night okay. he was at an award show, um, and your pop was there. Randolph was there, so he got to kick it with your pop last night. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I, all right, so we got Be Chill here. Um, legendary Wake Forest point guard. Where are you right now? I am in New Jersey right now. Are you working out? Of course. Of are course, you, I'm definitely working out. Are you going to be in summer league this year? Uh, I can't make any promises, but, you know, that is the plan, yes. Okay. So just explain to me that, and again, we got Brandon Childress on the phone. He's definitely going to let us know about the um, the event that he's got and come. Hopefully he'll drop some names for y'all. But I just I just want to ask you, how is that process? Like, I know you over in Europe. I, I believe you were in Europe dropping 30 points a game. Was it Europe? Where were you? <laughs> I, was in, I was in Germany last year. Yes, the last, the last time we talked when I was in Germany, I had a 37-point game. Yes. That part. Okay, so you're over there giving them, giving them boys buckets. But, of course, I know yeah. that you want to be stateside. Like, how is that process? Because I know you worked out with the Kings last year in the summer league, right? Yeah, I was. I participated with the Sacramento Kings uh, in summer league last year. Yeah, it's, it's kind of just different, man. I mean – one, your agent plays a big role in that too. Um, I think you know what you do on the court, you know, speaks, uh, you know, must speak for itself. And then also your connections with a lot of people. I think a lot of times people um, get so caught up in in in, uh, in your game, and sometimes it's about who you know, right? right. So you know, I mean, you, you, we all know in this world. Sometimes it's not about what you know; it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. So if you get the right contacts, you know, you, you you put yourself in a situation where you may have an opportunity. You got to take advantage of it. And I think last year, I think coming off of injury. Um. Uh, com- yeah, coming off an injury, you know, I-, I I showed that I was healthy and I was able to um, you know, show- showcase my talent. I was I was blessed to have the opportunity with the Sacramento Kings. No, that's dope. So, with that being said, you're here for a little bit for the summer, and you wanted to bring an event back to not just the state, but you chose mm-hmm. Raleigh in particular. Why did you choose Raleigh? Yeah. Um, I just, to me, growing up, right, and I had a debate with, with everyone, right? I played throughout almost every city in North Carolina, right? Um, Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, Greensboro, uh, Winston, Gastonia, right. you know, uh, Cary, you know, even 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 the small towns, Turnersville, right. um, all the schools in Guilford County, and the best atmosphere that I was a part of was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wow. Um, and you go all the way back to when it was the Glaxo or when it was the high school OT. Now you now it's the John Wall Invitational. When I played in that, I've never experienced nothing like that before. Um, standing room only. Yes, I understand I had the number one player on my team, you know, at the time. And I had, you know, uh, two of one of the most athletic players, you know, this state, you know, has seen Jalen Johnson and Quay Parker, right? Right. Um, I know that played a role in it. But 
Vida, you seen the video. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we like, like, you can go back in time and just look at the atmosphere, man. Like, just being a part of that was just amazing to me. But I haven't seen anything like that since I left that tournament, right? I haven't seen anything like, you know, a pro-am or an event to bring, you know, the special players to in the small, and not even a small city, but in, in, in the city like Raleigh or just anywhere and, and sell out. And I haven't seen that since, you was hosting that Winston Salem State game. Uh, I mean, hosting that game at Winston Salem State with Brian and, and CP and everyone else. And I just wanted, and, and I felt like with the connections that you have, I have, you know, especially in, the, in North Carolina, it's the Hoop State. Let's call it what it is. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think about basketball, North Carolina is in that conversation. 100%. So I feel like, you know, my connections throughout everyone in North Carolina and the relationships I've built outside of basketball, I feel like we can put together an event to bring back you know, some good basketball to the city of Raleigh. And also, man, just, just give the people in Raleigh um, a chance to watch some of their favorite players up close. And I say that because, for an example, if you work a nine-to-five job, right, you know, you get off work, you got to go home, shower, make sure the kids straight. You want to take the kids to the game. The game is at 730. You got to drive, what, how, how far is Raleigh from Charlotte? What, two and a half hours? Yeah, hours easy. That? You, you miss the majority of the game. You still got to go get the ticket, deal with parking and all that, find your seat. By the time you your favorite player done already had about twenty five, you don't miss the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless he one of those guys that just show up in the fourth quarter and put on the clinic. You know what I mean? Like this particular name that I'm not gonna say that during this time, but we are gonna keep that. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait later. To, okay. Well, now you got all right. So all right, let me say this. All right. So the date is July twenty second, twenty twenty three. What's yep. the location? Southeast Raleigh High School. Be that. I want you to do me a favor. Go go on your Instagram and, and, and look at the picture I just tagged you in. I want you to make the announcement of who I just. Who I just promoted today. All right, so you name everybody that uh, up until this player. Name the people that you've already listed up until this player. Rajon Tucker. Rajon Tucker will be at the event. T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren will be at the event. Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell will be at the event. Mm-hmm. Julian Gamble. Julian Gamble. He will be at the event. Yep. Uh, Mike Beasley. Mike Beasley. <laughs> he will mm-hmm. be at the event. And I just announced. He just announced an, in, an individual. Collins. Dang, why you ain't let, You said I was going to do it. You said I was supposed to do let's, it. Let's act like it didn't happen. Let's act like it didn't happen. My bad. My Dang. Bad. And now he just listed a player who played one year at Wake Forest. And I really wish he would have played two another years. year. Oh, yeah, two years. I'm two years. If he would have came back for that third year, y'all would have been some problems. If he would have came back for that third year, it would have been a problem. But nevertheless, two years at Wake Forest, went down in, uh, to Atlanta, just got actually traded. So I think the Utah Jazz, we're talking about John Collins. John Collins will be at the event July 22nd at Southeast, uh, uh, Southeast Raleigh High School. Southeast Raleigh High School, yeah. And it's, and it's like five more names. And I'm going to tell you, WD, when we get off the air so you can know. But it's like five more names. And when he lists these names, it's going to make people head pop off. I can't wait. Like I'm talking about first-round draft picks. I believe it. I mean, those are some good names already. Absolutely. Mondrez Harrell. What? John Tucker? Uh-huh. What are you talking about? Julian Gamble, he used to give us buckets as a Carolina fan. Mm. Oh, my gosh. All right, so if folks <laughs> wanted to go and grab some tickets, be chill, um, and support the Chill Classic, where can they go and grab some tickets? Um, on Eventbrite, you can type in Chill Classic, and it'll definitely pop up. If it's easy for everyone, you can go on my Instagram um, and, and click in the bio. The, uh, the Eventbrite you know, uh, uh, link is there. Or you can follow... Um, the Chill Classic page. All right. Say less, man. It's called Do Chill Classic. 
The T H E the Chill Classic. For more information, if you are um media and you would like to get some access to the event, make sure you hit up that page. If you're trying to get tickets, bring your family out. Make sure you hit that page and um, be chill. I appreciate you. If you let if you if you in the summer league, please let me know so I can know what team I'm rooting for. You dig what I'm saying? I got you, brother. Will do.